What's going on, Caffeinated Crew? Just wanted to take a second to tell you about Church of Hardcore happening August 21st in Pointe-à-Chine, Quebec. It's featuring some of the best local bands from the area, such as Scarfold, Northwalk, Soul Thief, and many others. At checkout, use the discount code BEANS for a limited number of tickets, and you will get an exclusive listener discount. So pick yours up now. Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Gustavo Hernandez, vocalist of the band Omerda. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! going on caffeinated crew today i'm joined by gus vocalist for the band omerta gus how are you doing this morning i'm good i'm perked the fuck up nice uh hopefully you have some coffee i have some coffee i actually just quit drinking it let me get let me tell you why so i was a fucking caffeine fiend i was pounding coffee rain bang whatever the fuck you want like religiously until it started giving me panic attacks Every single fucking day of my life, it mm-hmm. broke me. I was fucking. It was not okay. It was to the point where it was. It was. I was living life on the edge. Damn. Literally, always like paranoid, hard at fucking three thousand BPM. It was not fun, and I was wondering to myself, like, is this because of the caffeine, or did something happen in my life that's got me fucked up right now? I dropped the caffeine, and I'm a normal person again. So I miss coffee. I fucking love the smell. I love the taste. It was a thing that got me up every morning. But now I have to just whiff it and get my enjoyment of that way. You get light a coffee candle in your house. So you still get like the Honestly, that'd be kind of sick. Yesterday my fucking mom poured out some coffee and I walked into the house and I was like, Hey, what the fuck is that? I was like, Is that you poured up some coffee? She's like, No, I just threw out the rest of the coffee. And I was like, Man, that's fucked up. RP to the coffee. Could you do decaf just for the taste? Um, does it have, does it have any kind of caffeine in it? Because I actually know nothing about uh, decaf. So don't buy like don't buy like grocery store decaf because they use like a process that's really bad for the coffee mm-hmm. to do it. It's like chemicals and sure. shit. Yeah, it evolves from out, formaldehyde, so that'll that is terrible. Um, yeah. If if you go to like a nice coffee shop and they have a decaf and it says like mm-hmm. Swiss water process on it. Mm-hmm. It's good. They they use water to like basically wash the caffeine. It's like this weird, I don't even know, osmosis process, some weird shit. And you, I didn't like, even know you could wash caffeine out of shit. I don't know if it, they call it washing, but it's like, uh-huh. it's this reverse. I don't know what they do. They like, they basically like take the caffeine out of the coffee in a more natural way. And then it's, it's, it's good. It's very trace amounts. There's like still maybe a little bit. But yeah, it's not enough to where you will actually get any kind of kick. Oh shit! Well, I'm about to try that then because like I've been wanting to try it, but like I'm way too paranoid, man. Pa- yeah. Panic attacks are the worst thing. Like if you ever had one, you, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. These bitches suck. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I had anything like that. 
but it was definitely pre-pandemic before I uh, found peace in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and no, man, I feel that. When you're not That's rushing around happening. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, it started happening like it's right before the pandemic happened. Like right around the time we dropped hyperviolence is when they started happening. Damn. Like, but I was like literally getting two hours of sleep trying to finish the record. Yeah. And like pounding like 300 milligrams of caffeine like in the morning with it, like on an empty stomach and shit. No. Yeah, I was not okay. Now doing that multiple times a day. I don't know how I'm still alive. Well, I'm happy that you seem you seem in good spirits. So I'm I'm super happy that uh, you're able to get on the other side of that because that shit. Oh, sucks. thank you. Oh, dude, yeah, it is not fucking fun. It is terrible. But I will say, Hyperviolence is a fucking amazing record. So thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that you like it. I'm glad people digged it because when we wrote it. I remember being in the studio and just be like, well, people even like this shit. This is so left field that like, this is, this is like, it's just weird. Like, and this is us being tamed right now. Cause like in the beginning we want to do a lot more shit. We we're just like, man, we need to calm it down. Cause we're coming out the floodgates with all this weird ass shit. People aren't even going to the time of day. So let's just tame it down and see what happens. But even then we do other things and we're just like, we literally dropped it and did this. We hope that like everyone was received well. And it was received well, so we got to give a big sigh of relief and just stay off the internet the for stay off the internet for like a week or something. Oh, I threw my fucking phone across the room and was like, I don't want to know a fucking thing. And I felt my phone just fucking just vibrating yeah. nonstop. And I was like, Oh, I'm so scared, but I'm so curious. So I said, Fuck it. I picked up my phone. Look. Yeah, you got to get the filter so somebody's like reading and just lets you know like. Like yeah, the, the the trace amounts or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, but I'm glad that it was received because, like, my thing is like, people like it or not, you know, you're like allowed to like whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But my thing was like, <clears throat> was it were we too were we too ambitious? Were we too like, you know? So I I'm mean, just glad to know that it worked. It sounds like nothing I have really like. I don't have anything to compare it to. So yeah, I, I think that's the cool part is that when you listen to it, it's like. Like first, my first reaction was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then, yeah, once I got through a couple of songs, I'm like, "Oh, I I see it. Like I I feel this." And then, like showing it to people that are like more familiar, I guess, with like, I mean, showing it to Nancy, and then she mm. seeing y'all live, she was like, "That's a band from Houston," because you can hear how many influences there are, and they're like fucking music. That's so sick. I love yeah. it. So, oh, yeah. uh, I, well, I definitely want to talk more about this. I need to tell you and everybody else yeah. listening what coffee i'm drinking or else i'll get i'll get hate messages um, oh shit no i won't yeah please enlighten 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 me and it hopefully it gives on. it gives you a bit of like you know a little like jolt like a contact a contact contact high yeah yeah there you go i've had those before i don't smoke yeah, so no. i don't know what that is um but <laughs> uh i'm drinking coffee from ireland that i just picked up on my trip it's from cloud oh, no shit. yeah man it's Really, really good. It's called uh, Asociación Palestina from Colombia. Um, yeah, ooh, Colombian coffee. Fuck. Yeah. Colombian coffee was my favorite thing to drink, dude. It's so it's so good. Consistent always. They have really, really good, uh, really good like producers and processing. Yeah, this yeah. is an anaerobic coffee, so it's fermented, uh, and it's a pink bourbon variety. So a lot of nice like kind of apple-y notes in it. Yeah, damn, that sounds fucking delicious. It's a bit fruity, but not overly like wine flavored. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
God damn, that sounds fucking crazy. Where, where, when you were a coffee person, were you like one of those? I don't want to say pretentious, but like people mm-hmm. that would go and read all the notes and like try to. Oh taste hell no! I don't give a fuck. I just, <laughs> I, I'd go wherever, pour me up some goddamn coffee, and it better be good. That's all. That's all I was. And I always drink it black. I never like put anything in there. I don't know why people. If you're gonna drink coffee and you put other shit in it, like shut the fuck up. Go drink your little apple juice. <laughs> like to me, like the the bitterness to it is like it's kind of like what gives you the jolt in the morning to like wake your ass up. You feel me? It's not yeah. even the actual caffeine. It's just the bitterness. It's like oh fuck, you know. Yeah, like, that's what. And so that's why now I gravitate towards like these weird light roasted coffees that taste mm-hmm. like jolly ranchers and shit i don't know it's it's i'm so, I'm so into this like rabbit hole now where if it yeah. doesn't have like an insane complex flavor profile then mm-hmm. i'm like this is basic but i do yeah. enjoy traditional tasting coffees every once in a while it's just i like to be challenged I say, yeah no i feel you my, <laughs> my favorite thing was like what was the fucking there's a place here in houston i don't even know if it's i don't know if it's just a houston thing but i think it's just a houston thing it's called agora it's in, uh, I think, Montrose area. You've been here, right? Agora is just Houston. Yeah, is yeah. it really? Yeah, and they oh, serve no shit, cats. Yeah. Last time I was there, they they serve cats coffee. Oh hell yeah, yeah. But yeah, whenever do whenever when we were younger, like just Omerta, we used to go there all the fucking time. Just sit outside and fucking chain smoke cigarettes whenever I did smoke, <laughs> and just drink coffee. Yeah, we'd be there till they fucking like kick us out like two a.m. That spot's really nice too. It's got that nice like patio thing around the outside, yep. and the inside's weird looking, like a warehouse. Yeah, dude, it's so sick. I love the place. I haven't been in years, but uh, if they got decaf, I'm gonna go run over there and be like, "Hey, pour me up some coffee." Have you tried a uh, uh, blacksmith? Blacksmith, no. It's like right down Westheimer, uh, in Montrose. I know, sure. Yeah, it's like literally, yeah. I think like less than a mile from Agora. Oh, really? Well, she must have fucking raid them for their decaf. That that was my spot for a minute. Uh, every time I'd go visit Houston, I'd be like, we got to go. We got to go to Blacksmith yeah. on Westheimer. But it's changed now. It's in... Uh, really? Yeah. It's next to Memorial Park area. It's like near the bayou called Blinden. Hell yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Raid them for their, for their decaf. They have everything. It's fucking amazing. I love that. The only reason I'm going to ask you this question is because I've married into a Houston family. I love kolaches. There like, you go. Hell like a yeah, lot. Let's go. Like, like fucking love kolaches. I love you, that. You have a go-to kolache? I'm not going to lie. It's just called, this place called B&K. It was like right next to my job too. It's also next to that fucking coffee shop that I told you about mm-hmm. in Jersey Village. The best kolaches I've ever had. What's your what's your flavor? Flavor? You can never go wrong with jalapeno cheese. <laughs> this it's classic, but dude, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's great. I love it. That's it. I I tried to get my girl to try kolaches, and she was like, "I don't get it." I was like, "Shut up." She's not from Houston. Nope, she's from uh, North Carolina. Oh yeah, see, I'm from Georgia. It took a minute for me to understand. Yeah, she yeah. was like, "This is just some like weird hot dog." Like shut up, get that that's, shit out your mouth. Give me that. I was that, like, give me the kolache. That's mine now. See, I would, I, I wouldn't go that far. I'm not about to insult the the majesty of a kolache. Okay, if I call. Yeah, no, she did. She did. I almost ended it then and there. <laughs> I was not having it. Yeah, that's dope. I'm, I'm just happy that 
I was on a, I was able to to get on the right the right train the right line of thought. Me too. Watch these fucking donuts, man. Donut shops. Oh, don't don't get me started, dude. Fucking donuts, man. Dude, I am a fiend for fucking donuts. I mean, have you paid attention to my social media while I was in fucking Canada, bro? Tim Hortons is crack. I love their donuts. Really? Yes, their donuts are amazing. So that's super interesting that you say that. And I'll was that? Because so you know, I'm from Krispy Kreme land. Like that's like. Mm-hmm. That's the cream of the yeah. crop. We don't fuck with Duncan where I'm from. Duncan uh, sucks. I hate it. And then when I went to Houston and going to like stuff like Shipley's, I know Shipley's is mm. the chain, but then like all the local kind of shit where it's that different style, like the airy, mm. but not glazed. Mm. I love that too. And then coming here and trying Tim's, I was like, I don't really get it. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. But then I tried the sour cream. The sour cream donut is the spot. Like it's the one. I don't know if you Dude, had it when you were here. It's the best. I had their s'mores donut. Yeah. And I had their Boston cream donut. Dude. Classic. The Boston cream is classic. It's so good. Like, no one in America was like, why are you such a fiend for this shit? And it, I only was a fiend for it because one of my favorite YouTubers that I watch, who's some fitness dude from, I think he's from Montreal. He's always like, yo, like, Tim Hortons is this, is like, it's the shit. You know, this is that. Well, you know what? You have this up a lot. I'm gonna be in Canada soon. I'm gonna go try this. So when we got there, I bit into it and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I started experiencing some shit. I went, I went somewhere, and I was like, "Yo, boys, buy one, just please. Shut up and do it. If you don't like it, I'll pay for it." They all had one and they started fiending every single day while we were in Canada. We went twice a day. Fuck. The coffee hilarious. sucks. They they also the coffee bad. sucks. It's really bad. Like yeah. one, uh, I think Daniel, uh, the guy who was running merch for us, and uh, he also is an artist in our collective and project. Mm-hmm. He got a like a, I don't know what exactly it was, but it was supposed to have some kind of milk in it. It was like ninety seven percent milk and like two percent coffee. I was like, what the fuck is that? Well, sorry to sidetrack on Tim's. I want to loop back. I want to loop back to to Houston. Uh, you know. It's weird the the connection because you went to high school with my brother in law, mm-hmm. which is middle school weird. and high school. Yeah, so weird, like such a small world. Um, but being from JV, is everybody from Omerta and Omerta from JV? Uh, no, actually, uh, only we're like all spread out. The mm-hmm. only one that went to school closest to me was Zorn. Zorn went to Scythe Falls. Okay, yeah. but like our uh, our friend Vincent Boyd also went to JV. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, our TM, also went to JV. Um, but yeah, and then people that like I've been in bands with before, also, I mean, they've all been in JV. So yeah. So where where did y'all go to shows? Uh, we all just I so my my shit started because of Vincent. He brought me to some show at Walters. Okay. Vinny that's now closed down. Fucking R.I.P. Yeah. Naylor Street. Um, yeah. I'll get to another story about that in a second. But like, <laughs> I remember one day he was in this band called Dark Complex, and him and the old vocalist, uh, Ty Cassens, were like, "Yo, I want to bring you and your friend Elliot like to these shows. Like, you guys always go to the like mainstream shows. Like, come check this shit out." I'm like, all right, cool. 
And the only bands I remember playing were like Bermuda and those who fear. Oh shit. Which were like, yeah, that fucking throwback. Yeah. And we go and like, we show up and like, what the hell is this? There's no like barricade and no security. And like, before we went to the show, we, we hit them up. It was like, yo, we're going to get like my tickets. We're like, shut the fuck up. Just buy them at the door. I was like, what? Isn't it going to sell out? They're like, no, stupid. I just shut up and go. I'm like, all right, cool. So we go, we get there and there's about like a hundred plus kids. You know, not too crazy. We're used to fucking like the House of Blues, like thousand plus kids. We're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? This is weird. And like, there's of course the little the whole horseshoe going on. Mm-hmm. There's people being up front and all this other shit. We're like, what is this, bro? First band starts playing, and people are like smacking each other and like headbutting each other and doing all this crazy shit. And we're like, whoa! Like I've never seen shit like this before. And they got pretty violent. Like I wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, you're going to other shows, like security shuts that shit down and it gets like too rowdy. Yeah. But like, and I guess in the underground scene, like people don't give a fuck. They were smacking each other, fucking throwing each other across the room. And I was like, whoa, this is fucking weird. This is crazy, but I love it. Then those who fear played, and I hid because I'm 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 a small man, and there was fucking six five, three hundred yeah. pound motherfuckers wailing on each other. I was like, yo, this is terrifying, but this is sick. And ever since then, like, I'm I made some friends at that show, and I, we just me and Elliot just kept going back to like shows in general. Any time that Dark Comics played, or like any time that like Vincent told us, "Oh, there's this show," like we just went, and then like we found our friends there, and then yeah, that's how I got started going to shows in Houston. That's sick. Were most Dude, of the yeah, shows it's... like Walters, or was there anywhere like at outside? the time? Yeah, at the time it was Mangoes and Walters. And this was like 2012. Mm-hmm. Mangoes, RIP. It was like a little ass spot that had like pillars in the front. And I think the first show I saw there was like Homewrecker, Harm's Way, and I forgot who else. Yeah. Seeing them in that little ass room was fucking terrifying. But that was my introduction to hardcore was that show. That's sick. I miss yeah. those. I miss those who fear, man. That that band was like one of the heaviest bands at that time oh dude that's what introdu- introduced him to like low tune guitars other than the case of strain yeah i was like oh there's more bands that do this kind of shit and after that i got an eight string oh shit and i was like that was, that's this is fucking lit y'all play eight string y'all don't play eight strings in omerta no fuck i don't know uh no but my other band yeah we did okay yeah no we we just played baritone guitars that are tuned to a sharp or drop a sharp yeah, that shit's uh, heavy as fuck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's all on the guitar. It's made out of ba- like both, all three of us have the same guitar. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not playing guitar live, I still, oh, I will be for a new song, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, we literally all bought the same guitar. It's made out of bass wood, which is now, you're not allowed to make guitars out of bass wood. Mm-hmm. But it's so thick and it sounds meaty and it's just like chef's kiss. I love it. Uh, That's dope. I love hearing people's like, their, their stories of their first like hardcore show because it's usually it's like that same like i was terrified but i loved it i love like that that one phrase is my favorite because it's oh dude it's universal yeah that's that's it hooks you it's weird yeah what what is your, <laughs> what is your favorite mosh move oh man i don't think i have one i kind of just close my eyes and hope for the best yeah <laughs> 
I'm just like, I'm a little fucking stupid. Let me just get in there and do what I do. Just kick the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It is it's just a thing. Like from Houston, like being from Houston, like I grew up with shows being very violent. Yeah. Like I just thought it was a norm. People were like legitimately like wailing, like turning people around and fucking punching them in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Like headbutting people. Like we had crews here and shit. So to me, that was just a norm. Like it was kill or be killed, literally. Like it's it sounds corny, but that's literally what it felt like. Like if you were gonna go do this, like you better be ready to fight for your fucking life. Fights would break out and it's just like people were getting jumped. It was it was chaos. And so when the first time I left Houston, when I was on tour with the first band I played in, I was actually in Drown. Mm-hmm. Not Lady Sickness of Burn. We went on tour with uh Survival Method. Um and we got it was our North Carolina date. And we're playing with Invoke, their very first show. Shit. Yeah, we, I got to see that. That was pretty cool. And so Invoke started playing. I was like, oh, shit, this band's sick. So I went to go mosh. I'm over here fucking beating people up. And then the vocalist of Drunk was like, yo, you can't do that here. They don't roll like that here. I was like, what? Like, no, you're on tour, first of all. Secondly, like, no, people don't get down like that here. Like, you cannot do that. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. That was like my first culture shock into like, it doesn't go down like that everywhere. Mm-hmm. so then i kind of realized like oh fuck like i gotta be careful what, what i'm doing because even like other places in texas like don't get down like that like they mosh hard but they don't right they don't like assaulting each other like literally <laughs> murdering murdering one another it's calmed down here because all those people don't go to shows anymore but like it was yeah it was it was something else i grew up during that time period where people were literally like they were out for blood yeah but yeah, like when we showed up to Montreal, I, like my rule is like on every tour, it's the last day of tour, free reign. Like we mosh all the bands, we all have fun. Like it's the last time we get to hang out together. And, you know, the boys being from Houston and they they know, like they know how I get. They're like, I'm gonna fucking be over here. Do not touch me. And the moment I started doing my thing, they were like, oh no. And I stopped, I stood up front for a little bit. Han tried to go in there and i didn't see him but he so happened to like run across the moment that i kicked back and i clocked him in the neck and he fell to the ground and i didn't know that was haunt i thought i just knocked some random person out so i didn't really care so uh, you know the show goes on I'm like where the fuck is Han? i go to the green room and he's like laid out like this grabbing his neck i was like what the fuck happened to you it was like you you and i was like why the fuck would you run across knowing that i'm somewhere near the front he was like because you were standing still and i was like hon element of surprise come on now yeah. it was like i hate you and i, I was like hon this is why i don't do this anymore because people get hurt i hurt the people i love i can't do this anymore omerta's live show is fucking amazing thank you like thank you so much man seriously before y'all show, I, I watched the prom core set because I had never seen like a live mm-hmm. video of you guys. So I'm watching it. I'm like, this this show is going to be fucking amazing. Like, I'm so stoked to see this happen live. I hope that there's a lot of people so that stage yeah. diving can happen and shit. It seems very conceptual. It is and it isn't. Like, my thing is, at least for me live, or I think for the whole band, it's like, we're not going to care if there's two people, there's 2,000 people, or there's 20 people, there's 200 people. We're going to give everybody the exact same show. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, the lyrics, the music, it's all very aggressive. It's, you know, I talk about a lot of, like, past traumas, things that are going on currently in, like, my life. 
Right. And to me, it's like I get to live those things out again when we play these songs live. So I am, I guess, reliving those moments as the song is playing and exuding that energy forward. I guess I guess you could call it therapy. See, for me personally, that's that's what it is. And like the samples and everything is to like create an atmosphere to bring everybody into our world and make have them leave fans. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the most notable for me is the samples because it's like sometimes it's kind of hard to decipher what's happening, but I think that mm. that adds to the experience because it does feel maybe a bit traumatic or chaotic or like, I don't even know. It's it's just yeah. like it's definitely very notable. Um, so I didn't know if there was like a full story of like if it's like an actual story or if it's just mm -hmm. like you guys just taking the experiences and creating that environment, which is kind of what it is. Yeah, each sample before each song live will set the mood. It all samples will have something to do with the song that's coming next. Mm -hmm. So I hope people live at least listen to what if they can discern what's being said if they listen closely because yeah. it'll help tell the story of the song that's about to play. I was super happy to see it. It got a bit violent for y'all set, especially. Yeah. Uh, but We seem uh, to have that effect on people for some reason. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, not funny, <laughs> but I saw yeah. the, the the drama that kind of happened. I saw the guy <laughs> last Bro. Bro. That was so fucking funny. We don't usually have cops come out to shows, just so that you know. It's not a normal No, yeah, thing. yeah, no. I, I figured as much. I, I knew that as I saw it happen before my eyes, that that was not a usual occurrence. Yeah, the whole sequence it, of events. That was very cursed. I remember like just trying to catch my breath, someone being yelled at and socked in the mouth, and I was like, "Yo," you know. I was like, I thought my mic was still. I was like, "Yo, stop that person, whatever." Because I was trying to figure out what the fuck was happening. My mic was off, and I was like, "Oh, just let them go, whatever." Go to the green room, start chilling. Like, yo, there's cops here, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So I thought they were gonna shut us down. I was like, "Should we hide? Are we need arrested?" No, for inciting right. violence so yeah it was it was a whole deal cops walked back there and they were like are you hiding anybody here i was like no the fuck okay and he walks off I'm like, all right fuck it yeah it was yeah it was very chaotic that was a very odd experience to witness as well uh but it turns out the guy that got hurt Mm -hmm. he was staged dove on by like two people in a row basically and they landed on him wrong and they were all part of the same friend group and it was like this really weird like misunderstanding i don't know it was super odd but i saw all those people last night at a show and everybody was really cool. yeah except for the person that socked the dude uh she was also there but there's connotations about about that person anyway it was just a bunch of yeah. drama um and it was really embarrassing, actually. But it's not. Don't be embarrassed. I mean, shit happens. Shit gets a little too rowdy sometimes. It makes sense that only shit like that happened during an Omerta show. But yeah, during the Omerta <sighs> set. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, shit was fun. It was something else, but it was a nice way to end tour. Yeah. No, it's notable. You'll always remember but, Montreal as the show that the cops came yeah. to for no reason. Hopefully, it doesn't happen during the Knockloose show, but we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, well, I can't because there's a barricade, so. Oh, um, awesome. Okay. That's good, then. It'll... <laughs> that barricading will stop me from smacking people, though. 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in my head, I'm already thinking of somehow how, like how I would be able to stage dive. Like you'll figure it out. You got it. I believe in you. Yeah. Can I get the, can I get the air? <laughs> if you just run and full send it and pray, just pray before you do it and maybe you'll make it swan, swan dive. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of not loose, let's talk about the tour, man. This is crazy. I didn't know what was going to happen. I genuinely had no idea what was going to happen. Our agent was like, yo, sit down. I got some big, I got a big one for you. And we've had some like big offers before. So we were like, what the fuck? Like, you didn't even say that for the Love UK tour. So we sat down. And he was like, he sent us, he's like, hey, uh, knock loose, dying fetus, terror. These are the dates. Obviously, it's a logistical nightmare because of the traveling. Yeah. But I'm going to book headliners in between. So, cannot do this if you say no you're stupid <laughs> and we were like and han was at work at the time i was like i'm answering for han i don't fucking care we're doing this shit mm-hmm. because this is like you know it's a great opportunity for us so we said fuck it and let's do it it was there was no plans i had no i mean i talked to isaac all the time and he didn't hit at it at all so it was just out of left field they were like hey you know we want you to do this with us and we're like let's fucking do it it's fucking sick Dude, yeah, I'm really grateful. I immediately texted Isaac after um, after we got the offer, and I thanked them because you know it's nice to you know be at where we are right now and get that opportunity was was really a it gave me faith that what we're what we're doing is working. Yeah, I, I'm super excited about that show, especially like it is it is a bit odd because Knocked Loose is headlining. I understand why, like I get it. Mm. But yeah. it's like terror, dying fetus and terror are opening. It's like kind of funny that yeah. those are the people who are like the tour support. But I mean, it's, that bill is amazing. Yeah. My thing is like when I saw that, I was like, these are literally titans in their respective like genres. Yep. Like they're, it's all heavy music, but like dying fetus is a literally fucking death metal legend. Yeah. Terror being like these, like the household name for hardcore, in my opinion. Scott Vogel is like the grandfather of of modern hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's all. That's. I mean, I think that's pretty. It's a well known thing. Anyone who tries to say otherwise is tripping. And then <laughs> knock loose, of course. Then the new like face of heavy music. Yeah. So we're like, yo, this is crazy. And then they're like, then they have us. <laughs> like we're you got. I was I, like, well, I appreciate it, but fuck. It honestly makes sense to me looking at the bill because it is like. It's, it's all over the board. Like, it's super... Yeah. It's, the crowd is going to be crazy. And it's smart that they did it because you're going to pull die-hard death metal fans. You're going to pull, you know, every form of hardcore fan for Terror and Knocked Loose. Knocked Loose kind of yeah. hits this, like, that, uh, like, so what crowd. Like, they've been yeah. headlining a lot of those, you know, heavy yeah. music festivals. And I see you guys as, like... Like, you, you guys fit in that, like, futuristic... I don't know if futuristic, but like yeah. that, that's where I see heavy music going is the sound that you guys have. It's like there's influences of like rap and metal, metalcore, hardcore. Like it's like a yeah. good blend, but it's it has like this very like ahead of its time sound, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. That means a lot, seriously. So I'm I'm super excited to see this show. I'm more excited to see, I think, the crowd that comes out for it because I think it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. A blend of culture. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm a little scared to see how Dying Fetus reacts to all oh, their fans, like the old, you know, 40-year-old fucking yeah. 
big bald white men going oh, 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 fucking you know stomp around the pit trying to beat up little kids that are fucking doing cartwheels back all this fucking back handspring bullshit yeah. the karate shit is what they would call it yeah that's yeah. what happens I'm, here i'm interested to see how that goes down but i think it's gonna be a good time dying fetus is one of our favorite bands yeah we we just now put on han and blew his fucking mind but like carlos and zorn are like big death metal heads so whenever uh they saw that they were like nah! they were yeah. fucking freaking the fuck out i mean respectful respectfully yeah i would be too it's it's incredible to see dying fetus live too like seeing three dudes play that music it's fucking wild i've only seen dying fetus once and i was like 16 and i didn't really appreciate it as much as i do now yeah so they get to relive it again as an adult that's fucking it's gonna be crazy that that i'm like super excited for you guys getting to be Thank on that you, bill man. seeing you go go from like the the uh sea space cowboy playing like you know barla ritz it's like a yeah. 200 cap venue to like yeah the olympia which is it's mm-hmm. like a almost 2000 cap venue and i think oh. it'll sell out i yeah i have a feeling that's gonna sell out too god damn yeah like the biggest show we've ever played were like the spider gang shows last year mm-hmm I don't know if you're familiar with that rap group at all. They're from like parts everywhere. Aren't they affiliated with like the in project stuff that you guys are a part of? Uh, we're all friends. We have music together. Mm-hmm. that hasn't been released yet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we do shit together all the time. We always play live together just cause like it's the closest thing to like our sound, I guess it gives off the same energy. Yeah. I mean, that's, we're, that's really what inspired hyperviolence was like, Rap music like that, and like mm-hmm. literally Spider Gang. So it it, it just made sense. Like do shit with them, but yeah, like when we played their shows, it was like seven hundred people, like just a sea of people, and that was our very show first show back from the pandemic. Like before then, like we were used to like playing like to like eighty people. So from one eighty to seven hundred was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I remember being backstage and like our friend Roman God was like. I guess narrating the show like introduced us and I heard this sea of people just screaming and I was like, Jesus Christ. And like I I, I usually don't get like stage fright. But when we walked out there, I was like, oh no, what is this? I don't like this. I was shaking in my goddamn I was wearing like Converse at the time. I was shaking in my Converse, bro. And the chucks. Yeah. And then as soon as like we started, it it went away. But I was like, damn, I could get used to this. I fuck with this. It's fun to be on a stage that big with the good sound. Oh, dude, it's amazing. I love good sound, especially because, like, you know, we got the samples. I sing. So, like, especially during the singing, I need to be able to hear myself. If I can't hear yeah. myself, I'll be hitting notes that aren't even, like, a real thing. <laughs> I'll be, like, seven keys out of – I don't even know if you can go seven keys out of fucking tune, but, like, it'll be fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's definitely a – it's a trip. I love playing the rap shows. Those are my favorite to play. I, I love the the, like – I don't know what the name of that fucking genre is called. Trap metal. I wouldn't call it trap metal. Trap metal to me is like City Morgue and like, yeah, Kamenazi and shit like that. Yeah, uh, they're just they're just hard. <laughs> it's hard as fuck. That's all I can really. It's fucking blasted out eight oh eight and just fucking pure raw energy. Love that. Like shit. shit that you don't get in like guitar riff heavy music now. Right. It's found in it's found in rap music. It's all that's like- one thing digital distortion <laughs> yeah and honestly 
I'm not gonna lie, a lot of the, a lot of these rap pools like make music harder than like the guys with fucking guitars and they're either screaming and shit. It's all raw, and these other fools are like very formulaic on like how they write heavy music. It's like, nah, fool. Like it's not what heavy music's about. Like it's lost its energy. It's yeah. lost its balls, and that's kind of what like inspired Omerta to do what we do. We like before we wrote Hyperviolence, we were writing like just other music in general. I have to okay, I have to back probably even further than that. So before we were we were we were a crossover band because mm-hmm. here in Texas I grew up with Power Trip, Bitter End, yep. Bowler Display, Snake Wave, and just bands like that. And to me, that was like if you're from Texas, like this is what you are. So when we just started, we were a crossover band. You know, we we did we did all right. No one outside of Texas knew who we were, but like we got to play like the Nightmare Logic release here in mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah, that was sick. And that like until then, that was like the biggest thing we've ever done. So we were just playing crossover and, you know, we're playing local shows. And at some point, our friend Vincent was like, yo, oh, our bassist at the time talked to him and was like, yo, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, if we're going to make this a career, like, we got to do what we like to do. And so they sat me down because I was the one writing all the music whenever we were doing, like, crossover shit. Then we all sat down and like, yo, do you want to make this a career or do you want to keep playing local shows the rest of your fucking life? And I was like, respectfully like i'm trying to make this a career like it's always been my dream since i've been a kid like all right then you can stop doing what you're doing like, all right fuck it let's do it and so like we like had this whole revelation i discovered a bunch of music that i love and i was like oh like my even like remember when i was a kid like i wanted to like make music that represented everything that i listened to mm-hmm. so we started going through trial and error there there's like probably 50 fucking songs that we wrote and we realized even then like this is missing something and then that's when Spider Gang started, became a thing. We found a little darky when he was like 14,000 monthly listeners before he was like a, he exploded. I'm like, okay, this, see, this is what we need. This is kind of energy, the kind of energy we need. We found NASCAR Allo, same thing. John Naskis, we found <clears throat> all these rappers that exceeded that energy, like City Morgue. And like, I see they're, they have something that heavy music doesn't. It's that energy, mm-hmm. like the energy that Slipknot had when they came out the gates corn all these like bands that exuded that pure raw energy so we're like you know what we need to do that and that's how hyper violence came about i mean that's exactly what i hear when i listen to it it reminds me of uh-huh. that, like yeah when you listen to like that that original slipknot album yeah it's like sounds like it was recorded in some dude's like basement yeah but like it's indigo ranch baby yeah, just the chaos, man. I love that shit. Like, the feeling that I want to give people when they listen to hyperviolence is like, hyperviolence to me, like, the word is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you should want to feel like you want to run out, of, want to run out of a window. You feel like you can walk through walls and just fucking you feel invincible. You should feel like you can lift a fucking car and throw it across the goddamn street. At least for me personally, that was my goal. Like I want people to actually feel angry when they when they when they listen to like my voice and like the music. I want them to feel it. I'm tired of all these fucking vocalists having the little whisper screams and like fucking shit that doesn't translate live. I'm just like, bro, like you're what is the point of screaming if you're not gonna make someone feel something? Mm-hmm. Like you're screaming and it's like you might as well be fucking whispering because like this is nothing to me. Like you're the lyrics, none of it translates. Like, this is just, this is nothing. Like, make me fucking feel something. If I can't feel what you're saying or, like, 
even if I can't understand what you're saying or like I, I don't, I'm not reading the lyrics, just from the soul sound of your voice, I want to be able to feel what you're like, feel what you're feeling. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't have that. So that was another thing, like going into like making hyperviolence, even changing my vocals. Um, that's what we wanted to convey. Like, I, we want you to feel what the fuck I'm saying. Not just hear it. We want you to fucking feel it. Yeah. I, I'm, like I said, like, I'm, I'm just like super, super kind of obsessed with that hyperviolence album. And I'm really excited uh-huh. for like the next release. Um, whatever's down the lane. I know you said new songs. You're going to be playing guitar on stage too. Yeah. Which is going to be dope. Uh, yeah. Han and I will be switching for a song. Cause you know, what's the point of having two vocalists of like, I mean, NSYNC did this shit all the time. We're fucking mm-hmm. JC and you know, JT would switch off and like one of them would be the main vocal. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're a boy band. Let's fucking do it. We can do it. Yeah. So Han will be doing vocals for a song and it sounds fucking crazy. I'm excited for him to switch places for me. I'm excited to see him as like a frontman, like to see me what too. he it's gonna be crazy. He used to be a frontman for one of his old bands, like way back in the day. <laughs> way, way back in the day. So I'm excited to see him do it again. It's gonna be yeah. interesting. His vocals are already like they're very raw, but like scary. Yeah. Like you're about to get murdered. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm excited to hear him for a whole like have him do it for a whole song. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to jump on somebody. I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Whatever. I'm happens. excited to see it too. Whatever uh, happens, happens. Yeah. Just back him up. Get his back. <laughs> I got I got him. I got him. <laughs> well, guys, this has been super fun. Uh, I'm just really happy that we got to to connect again so, so quickly. And I'm really excited too, to dude. see you guys in a couple of months. Thank um, you. I have one last question before we go. Hit me with it. What's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns? Favorite city for beans and breakdowns. Yeah. Favorite city. Oh fuck. Favorite city. Goddamn. Oh god. Houston, Texas. I'm sorry. It's Houston, yeah, Texas. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw any shame on that. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's Houston, Texas. I'm fucking love Houston. My first, Yeah. It's going to be Houston, Texas. I don't even know why I had to think about that for that long. <laughs> but it's Houston, Texas. Yeah, you might get a little flack for that one. Waiting so long. That's to fine. See it. <laughs> That's fine. I'm ready for the heat. It's all good. He's ready. Get in his DMs. <laughs> see, what, see what happens. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm super excited. I can't wait for you guys to uh, to be back in town. Dude, me, me too. I'm ready to fucking we'll hang out this time. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it'll be fun. Is Alan going to be in town this time? Uh, I'll make sure that he is. All right, I'll kick his ass tonight. Yeah, I haven't seen that motherfucker in so long. Yeah, he's 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 moving and shaking. You know, he's doing things. Yeah, he's doing his thing. <laughs> but hell yeah, bro! Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. We'll we'll see I will you try. soon. Hell yeah, let's do it, bro. <laughs> Take care. You too, bro. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Gus for hanging out on the podcast. Be sure to check out the newest full length and single from Omerta, Hyperviolence, and I Love You Too, available on all listening platforms. And be sure to check them out on tour with Knocked Loose, Terror, and Dying Fetus if it's coming to a city near you. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. 
If you want to know more information about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. If you have not picked up your tickets for Church of Hardcore, be sure to use checkout code BEANS to get 50% off your order. It is only available for a certain number of tickets, so get yours today. Until next week, stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up.